0: Back. welcome to this boy Cast podcast we're your host i'm danny
1: and i'm tyler how are you guys oh
0: man we've had a couple of crazy weeks
1: man and it, it's the next end of july for me yeah so this is going to be uh an episode that's going to be a rush to get out yeah um we
0: we have we uh we had some things going on, and um, you were out of town. You went to that concert, dude. I was oh, cool. ba-
1: I was back in Montana. Sick. I, I so for those of you who don't know, I served my mission in Montana. Yeah, and so where uh, I was all over. So at the time, the mission served the central two thirds of Wyoming, all of Montana. Okay. Um. So I was back in Missoula. We 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 cut through Missoula. We cut through Butte. I have you know kind of ties to Butte as well. Okay. Uh, the 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 concert was under the big sky in Whitefish, so sick. Just an absolutely amazing weekend right. with great, fabulous people. People, yeah. And so so the yeah, great so music.
0: We had some uh, friends that went to Under the Big Sky, like right after COVID. I think it was yeah. right after COVID, yeah. and yeah. they had nothing but complaints about it. Like they, oh. everybody that I talked to was like, really? "That was the worst thing I've ever been to." Um, since then what I've heard is they've gotten better and better and better. So I watched your uh, pictures and your videos and I was like, man, I wish I was there. And it seemed like you were like immersed in the whole culture of the, of the, of the festival. Cause it's a oh, whole yeah. festival. Oh,
1: it's, it's so, it's, it's so much like say farmland, save, you know, it's it's a country music festival. A festival. So, and while I'm not like, I'm kind of a, a new to the country music scene. It's something I just recently, developed a palette for. I mean, I love a lot of the music, music, mm-hmm. um, some of the older, older bands we saw, I wasn't a hundred percent like, um, that aware of, but right. like, it was just such a fun atmosphere. So we had cool. two weird experiences, You <laughs> um, that? you know, some dude telling us to, uh, move along, move along, move along. And, uh, interestingly enough, would not make eye contact with me. Isn't that crazy? It just like, I just, I just tipped my hat and said, ma'am, you're you're a very lucky woman <laughs> as, as I walked away and, uh, yeah.
0: And then it becomes a joke of the, it became uh, the between joke in all of your group of friends. Yeah. That group
1: of, we just, yeah. had to tell the story again cause we were, I was like, I was like, I've never had somebody be that rude at a music festival. Right.
0: And, and so in Montana, um, man, I would encourage everybody to go up there and experience a music festival in Montana. So mm-hmm. we have been to, uh, the red ants pants music festival, my wife and I went three years in a row. We were going to go this year, but probably not. Maybe next year. But just so we're clear, like the music festivals in Montana are amazing because you're right. All of the local farmers get together. All the local oh, cowboys, man. all the local ranchers get together. And it's just like such a good environment. You go there and you're like, I'm going to move to Montana
1: tomorrow. Right. Right. And I would go back in a heartbeat. Yeah. Uh, we were driving through Bozeman. That's and, cool. and yeah. I was like, well, we'll buy this place. Oh, I bought Powerball tickets too. Oh, and I 1 was billion. Like, yeah.
0: It's that 1 billion. That's Is what it I really, yeah, yeah, that I was billion. Like, okay.
1: So nobody won. We're going to have to get some more because I was what the heck joking with my, my travel partners that, that, you know, we're going to buy a, a ranch if yeah. we, if we hit, we're it. Gonna hit it, we're yeah. going to hit a ranch when we hit it. Um,
0: so, uh, we love the, I'm going to probably say it wrong, but the Gallatin Valley between, yeah. um, Henry's Lake and Ennis yeah that little stretch of the river yes um there's a campground that is off the beaten path that if you like scroll in on uh, google maps you can find it and it's first come first serve misty and i stayed there and we were like this is we walked around and there was not a single soul walked to the river stood in the river walked up into the little plateaus and then witnessed one of the greatest thunderstorms lightning storms that i've ever seen in my life we sat Uh, next to the jeep in our little chairs and we looked out there and we were like this is amazing and it was just her and i but the thing that scared me the most is at night you put all of your belongings
1: all your cooler and stuff into a steel trapped bears for bears bears yeah bears bears everywhere we didn't see any no um we didn't go into the glacier we i've i mean i've been to glacier before previously but beautiful Oh, so gorgeous. They also were promising the Northern lights, which we didn't see mm-hmm. Uh, first day. There was a little bit of smoke and, um, you know, mm-hmm. uh, but other than that, you just get into that big sky country and you just, you're just constantly, you're just saying, wow.
0: And festival like wow. spirit. Oh, festival spirit. Festival spirit is
1: the best. Yeah. People from all over the area, you know, met a great group of people from Spokane. Uh, they just highlight of, of people to be around, just yeah. constantly making friends with everybody around and, and very.
0: Yeah. Shout out to, uh, uh, Tyler told me about his friend, Zach, yeah. shout out to Zach. Yeah, I... <laughs> uh, Hopefully you listen to this, Zach, cause I can't wait to meet you. <laughs> Tyler had nothing but good things to say about yeah. you. And, uh, I'm kind of stoked to, to shake your hand and be like, man, <laughs> thanks for taking care of my friend.
1: Right. No, I was, it was, he was way cool. And yeah. he was there with his wife and another, uh, another friend of theirs. And we just, we just kind of vibed and yeah. Um, he, he was one of those guys. He was like, man, I did something crazy. I got into the VFW and there's a dude that makes tacos at 2am and I'm like, my body is too old, too Can't old that. too yeah. old to be at 2am getting tacos. Yeah. But just a really awesome person.
0: Yeah. So festival life is fun. Um, go out there, experience it. We, uh, we have yet to run our, our, 10 uh, K last, it was funny. Cause, uh, Trip and I were talking about it and he goes, dad, you said 6k, what is a 6k? And I was like, Know what you're talking about and he's like well you said you had a 6k coming up and i was like well i meant 10k, 10K. it's a 10k six miles yeah we have yet to uh run that we have we, we're gonna, we got that coming up um tyler this next couple of weeks dude trave- is on the road
1: i'm traveling i'm hitting arizona 120 degrees from morgan wallen
0: oh nice yeah
1: um and you're doing I mean, that with Bryn? M- m- yep me and Bryn, we're headed out there and then uh we got hawaii with my kids kind of <laughs> kicking out the, the rest of the summer. Yeah. uh, in style, but do we want to recap, uh, competition? I mean, I, we, we, we did, we did a little talk about a live on Instagram. You can go back. It is pinned in the lost boy Scouts Instagram, but you can go back and, and watch that. Do you want to talk, yeah, talk a little bit about it? Yeah. Let's, um, let's, let's dive into it a little bit. Um, so
0: we went there with a big team mm-hmm. for, for our little Academy. Yeah. We had, uh, we had a good amount of kids, but we had a lot of adults. We had, um, from, so Crystal was the first, um, match out the gate. So shout out Crystal. Yeah. Um, she's great. She's tough. She's one of the up and coming, uh, she's, she's a, she's a tough girl. And she, she was, she does the absolute, she does her weight division. She did the absolute. She was uh, first fight of the, of the tournament. And I got there right after her match and she had lost and it was, it was a good match. I heard. And then we were right into coaching Mm -hmm. and we were right into, for myself, I'm right into coaching, right into, um, being at Matt's side. And, um, you get into that mindset of coaching. And I also know that I'm competing, right? Yeah. So we're going out there where we're, we, uh, had some of the kids do really, really well, which was awesome. And then, then you start into the adults and you know that you're close. Yeah. I seen you and you came up, and then we were kind of warming up. Trip, Braxton, and myself, we warmed up a little bit. Um, yeah. The warm up started off a little weird that I had to get involved with. Um, some guy grabbed Braxton and wanted to warm up with him. And Braxton's such a great. He is, he literally is the epitome of a beautiful human.
1: Absolutely.
0: Because this guy came up to him and was like, Hey, do you want to warm up? And Braxton was like, sure. And then he started coaching him because what happened? Braxton had a white belt on. Oh, geez. This kid was a blue belt and he was like telling him, this is what you should expect. This is what you should do. And Braxton was just standing there listening to him and I'm listening to him because Tristan wanted to go over a couple of moves on me and I was listening to it and I was listening to what Braxton was saying and this kid had no idea that Braxton had a very strong grappling background. Mm. Plus he had all these people that could give him that information yeah. and had already given him that information. Yeah. And that person was looking at Braxton and talking to him. Like it was the, like he, Braxton gave him space. Like that he, he would, he, he was like soaking it all in. Right. Didn't shut him down. Didn't shut him down. And I was thinking, what a great way, what a great way to, to do that. And he, the, I ended up grabbing Braxton and being like, hey we're good um, yeah. I'm gonna take him and Braxton was like thank you I didn't know what to do and I was like, wow I, I don't have that ability I'd have been like, hey leave me alone I'm, I'm in my own zone right We warm up I see you and then we then what you what do you do you start following matches yeah right yeah. you start moving around the mats because you're yeah. like okay, hey, trip is up yeah. okay uh, Nate is up okay this person's up okay this mm-hmm. person's up and you start want, moving around. And then cheering
1: you, on your team, yeah.
0: In your own mindset, you're like, gotta get ready. Gotta get ready. And so I remember right when I seen you going up. And as you went out there, I felt I looked, I looked at you and it was like, man, Tyler looks like he is confident. I the
1: the biggest part of what I was worried about, and this being my second competition, yes, not a lot of nerves. Stand up game is still very shaky, right? right. Um I feel like I played the stand-up game very, very good in both my matches. Uh, I didn't pull out any Ws, um, but I walked off the mat with uh, experience and a respect for my competitors. And um, the pride of knowing that there was a lot of, sorry, mom motherfuckers, that didn't show up (laughs) for the mat that day. You know, um, I was trying to hit the 185 weight class, so I was way low for the 200 weight class, which I moved to. And there it, it, it's, it, it's going to sound like a cop out, but it, these were some dudes that were, they were big, right? I felt like I had my first match. I had a tiger by the tail. Right. Couldn't pass my guard. Um, don't generally like to pull guard, but I'm fairly comfortable playing from my back. Uh, had a hand in the collar the whole time trying to, you know, get a cross choke or something going on. Um, this guy was a cop. Yeah, I knew as soon as he put his hand on my throat, this guy's a cop, <laughs> and I wasn't panicked about it at all. I, you know, I played defense. He couldn't. He wasn't passing my no. guard. No, I, I. No, I remember watching and being like, you yeah, know, you had it. it. It went to the judges. It went to the. It went. It went the full five minutes. Yeah. I walk off the mat, and I was. It took everything in me to just keep him in my guard. Yeah, and keep him broken down. And um, man, I am just incredibly honored to have Professor in my corner. He
0: says the greatest things. Right. right?
1: He really um, does. Because I walked off of, I mentally broke in my second match. Right. Mentally, my conditioning broke down. Um, my desire to be on the mat broke down. And uh, eventually, I I, I knew the mental point in which I kind of quit. And I just was like, I'm going to let this guy quickly get the tap rather than fight. I, f- I felt like I should have put up a bigger fight. I walked off a little bit disappointed, like I had disrespected. Um, you know, it's maybe that that father figure sure. right and dis, 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 disappointed professor sure um but i walked up to him at the end and i just said hey i want you to know how proud i am to have your name and the park city <laughs> jiu jitsu <laughs> name cool. on my um, yeah. on on my back and i really appreciate you being in my corner like yeah. having somebody like that in your corner that's encouraging um and you know he complimented how coachable i was which is huge like listening to your coach and and you know trying to execute what his expertise is 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 telling you to do while you're sure. doing it is really hard is. in the fray of a fight sure um i i believe my jiu-jitsu was every bit as good Agreed. as the gentleman that i was competing against i would agree the size became became the,
0: the second guy for sure the second guy i was like man tyler he was huge yes he was huge yeah he was when i went when i watched it i was like man i would be a little intimidating a little intimidated standing out there shaking his hand being like oh man i gotta get a hold of you right, right away right and and, th- and not let anything happen to me because what's your number one job keep myself safe keep yourself right safe.
1: and that's why ultimately i pulled guard and and um executed you know my my guard pole flawlessly and unfortunately I was just so gassed. He did, he was able to pass and he got to Mount. And at that point they reset us. And I, I stood up and I was like, I got to go back down and this heavy, this heavy guy's got to get back on top of me. (laughs) And I started getting the feelings of claustrophobia and like, normally I'm pretty good with that. But I had at that point, three minutes left almost four, you know, just under the the clock. Yeah. And I'm just kind of like, can I breathe through this? I'm, you know, breathing as heavy as I can. And, uh, I broke down and, and I let him, I let him tap me and, you no. well, I don't
0: know if you let him tap him but, or, or let's, 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 sure. let's be honest about it. It, it definitely is a fight and you feel like a fight. And sometimes it's like, man, I want to get out of this fight. Yeah. yeah. And, and so getting out of the fight is not like it, until you compete, you, you do not understand what those emotions go through. Mm-hmm. And one thing that i would like for both of us to do is compete a little bit more since we are competitors in that, yeah. in that instance so that we get that feeling out of out yeah. of out of us of like where we feel like we let somebody down yeah. or, or we make excuses of yeah. what happened like the the guy the guy needed to do his job mm-hmm. you needed to do your job we talked about that in the live. Mm-hmm. um both people have a job to do and when both people do their job nobody's gonna win nobody's gonna lose but but because of the the competition side of it, yeah. somebody gets their hand raised. Um, I I watched your first first match um, trip myself and Braxton just like I thought we're gonna fight about the same time. All the same time, everybody. Um, man, Tristan is, yes. un, dude. He um, we'll give big shout out to Tristan. He 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 set a precedence for himself. And we're trying to work around his schedule to see what we can do next to challenging him. But man, he, he put on a show, Yeah. but he competes on a regular basis and Mm -hmm. he's competed since he was four years old Mm -hmm. in that environment of pressure. Right. And there was guys that were gunning for him and they had game plans to beat him. And we laughed about the one guy that he beat in seven seconds because it was, it was all mental. It was. There was no the Tristan was like that. I didn't really have right. I didn't really have a tight grip, but it was tight. And he was like, the dude was like tap 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 seven <laughs> seconds. He beat that guy in seven well, seconds. Well and
1: I I asked him, I was like, How are you feeling? He goes, Oh man, just another day in the just office. And I'm day. like Could you imagine? <laughs> I want that. <laughs> I want that a little bit. And and you know, props to him because he, he I think he saw me walk off the mat upset. He did and you know, he came up to me and he's like, you know, hey, you, you showed up. Yeah. You showed up, and I was like, yeah. I took a few minutes to just catch my breath, um, regain my composure, and, uh, you know.
0: He, he has great advice competition day. Yes. For a 19-year-old, yeah. he has really good uh, competition day advice. Uh, Braxton fought really well, fought some guys that had done jiu-jitsu yeah. for a bit. They were white belts. Um, he did three classes, yep. competed. Yeah. Um, so proud of him. He, so proud of him. and And, you know, like. Everybody like that came up to us were like, man, we can see that like Braxton is a competitor. Yeah, he wants to win, yeah. and he will do whatever it takes to yeah. win, and he gets you like pumped up to like cheer for him, and um, that's the kind of like environment that you and I are lucky to be around with that professor, other competitors that were there. So my fights, I fought the same guy three times, won the first one. It was a tough, it was a tough match. I I, I felt like I was in the game the whole time. I felt like I was calm. I yeah. was ready to go. Um originally they told us, hey, we're running behind. So that was gonna be the only fight was just that one. And then um I won. So I kind of like lulled into thinking that was true. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't have. Went back to coaching. Then they said, Hey, I think you're up soon. And I was like, I'm going to Wait fight. Yeah, I have to fight again. And I'm like, man, I got to get going. Okay. I got to get my mind back. It was too. I went out there. I knew what my game plan was going to be, but um, I was a little late on a couple of things. He caught me in a knee bar. Mm. Shout out to him. Our body styles were so opposite. Yeah. He yeah, was I could tell. really I could tell. tall and long. I'm really short and not long. And so our body styles were different. So I knew that would play well for me. But also if he... Uh, took some advantage. It would play well for him. right? Um, So then that was it. And then they said, okay, you guys are done. And I was like, well, we can't be done. Because I won one. He won one. And they didn't have us on the bracket. They were done. And I'm like, well, I don't know what's going on. So I went back to coaching. My mind completely turned off from fighting. And then when I went and talked to the tournament director, they said, oh, they had it wrong. They had him winning the first one, winning the second one, but then Since I won the first one, they wanted to put a tiebreaker and I was not ready. Yeah. Got my mind right. Felt like I was ready to go and you know, just body style body. he, He caught me and shout out to him. I'm not a good, I'm not a good loser. I wish I was better at it. I wish I could get better at it. I tried really hard. I tell myself going into the fights like, okay, if you lose, just shake his hand. Don't have any negative feelings go out there, lose. And then I'm like, I don't want nothing to do with, I don't want to yeah. shake your hand. I don't want to shake your coach's yep. hand. I don't want you to ask me what's wrong. I don't want to talk to, I don't want to go get my medal. Yeah. Misty's like, what kind of example are you setting for the boys? Yeah. And I'm like, well, second place is the first loser. Right. And she's like, knock it off. <laughs> That's not true. You went out there and, you and she it. talks me off the ledge. Right. And my boys were like, they were so excited. Trip of course, double gold, um, Braxton was one away from meddling. I took silver.
1: I took uh bronze
0: bronze bronze. Yeah. We've meddled. <laughs> and, uh, I think that we're, I think that, um, as we went back to the, so I went back to training, um, then I, I went back Sunday and, um, I asked a couple questions to kind of figure out some things. And then subsequently since then it opened up so many holes in my game yeah. that I've asked some really detailed questions of professor and Nick. Yeah. And they both kind of like set me down one. They wanted to make sure that I understood that like, um, me losing is not a reflection of like the fact that I let the Academy down. Cause I do, I think the same but thing, same same way, I right. the
1: same thing. Yeah. I, I, I think that is, you know, it comes from like the starving, starving father figure they yeah. need to, to, to satisfy. Um, It's interesting because as we as we break into vulnerability today, we're going to talk about like the strain of being vulnerable. It can be in your, your men to men relationships. Yeah. Um,
0: Yeah, So vulnerability, um, if you look at just the definition of it.
1: Yeah, I it's pulled like, it up. Do you cool. want to
0: read it? Yeah, that's, that's yeah. Amazing. So
1: I uh, I just pulled one because I'm like, man, this is such a this is such an interesting topic. It's kind of a buzzword. Vulnerability refers to the quality or state of being exposed to the possibility of being attacked or harmed, either physically or emotionally. A window of v- vulnerability is a time within which defensive measures are diminished, or compromised, or even lacking. Yeah. Um, and I just keep thinking like, okay, so there are times in our lives as men that we are called upon to be vulnerable for sure Um, and sometimes when we're in those states the worst part of our core beliefs can flare up for sure you know if we're hungry we're lonely we're tired Um, they say in substance reviews like abuse circles that like this is when some of our darkest shadows can kind of come out it's
0: when you're at your mo your 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 most where you're at and we use the word vulnerable but it's because you're like so exposed right all of your like emotions so if you had all of these emotions like you know we have our emotion wheel that we look at over yeah, there and yeah. we we have the wheel with the colors but if we drew it on our chest and we took like opened it that's yes. what it would look like yes it would be like here i am and, and here's everything that I have and mm-hmm. I don't feel like I
1: can defend it. Right. And it's like, it's that, it's exactly that. Our beliefs will often show up in, in our behaviors in the in those times. Right. Right. Um, when we're on our way, when we're, when we're being steered towards a disaster, you know, there is a way to detect um, what those, what those beliefs are. Um, and, and, and so when we talk about being vulnerable, and what vulnerability really means, it means understanding what what those areas of us that need to be addressed, right? right? Understanding what m- your mind is trying to accomplish in short-term or, or long-term relationships or in, in, in situations, right? Is it is it acting in a way to keep me safe? Am I working from fight or flight? Mm-hmm. Um, I read a quote and I've got a couple from um, Connor Beeson. Uh, men's work. If you don't follow the account, great did, book, <laughs> great book. You bought that for me. I did. Thank you
0: so much. I shared it with Braxton already. Oh. And it's, and I love like sharing those books with people. Book Cause right? man, great book.
1: I think we need to, we're going to, we're going to put this on the, the website, the lost boy scouts website. I think in August, August we'll start that as our um book of the month book club sure. so if you want to join the book club and get a little bit deeper it's free we're going to try to meet on uh the 18th and the 25th check the website where we'll, we'll have those those details but then we'll just have a zoom call uh where we discuss the book a Great little much. bit in, a, in about a you know an hour's time we'll do it twice and and kind of read read it with you and just kind of build build community um but yeah, like we are really we expose ourselves. What is our what is our what are we trying to accomplish? Are we trying to accomplish safety? Mm-hmm. Are we trying to accomplish stability? Um, are we what, what kind of satisfaction? This can show up in our intimate relationships as well, right? So how do we learn? We study our our personal history and the and the sources and and forces that shape how we make those choices, right? We, we that's oftentimes we'll call this shadow work right. and dealing with our shadows because those are the things that are exposing becoming exposed when we are vulnerable. Right. Uh and then you know in those romantic relationships are we placing fit before form? Man, you know, think about that. Are we driving from a biological need to choose attractiveness in a partner or are we choosing somebody that's emotionally available? Yeah. Um and then how does that vulnerability in those intimate relationships How does it shape the relationship and impact the relationship? Because to be honest, there are some times when, when it's a man to man relationship where vulnerability ain't coming out. It's not, no, you have to protect it. You have to protect it. You have to put
0: that thing aside and you have to be like, Hey man, I'm not being vulnerable right now. And it may show up as aggressiveness. It may show up as aggressiveness because what you're doing is protecting your innards. Right. Right. I'm not showing you my belly. Right. I'm not. I'm not being vulnerable, but what's happening. You are being vulnerable. Yeah, you are. You are being vulnerable. And it it is,
1: it's, it's a very, it's a very scary word. And the line gets blurred with our fathers, right? Because our fathers are supposed to be a safe space where we can be vulnerable. Sure. And, and oftentimes uh, in, in, you know, traditional man, man up like society, we're our fathers aren't allowing us to be vulnerable sure right I'm having this issue where i'm I'm doing this our you know father is coming out yeah. you know um rather than you know dad or or another version of your father and he's sure. acting from his own emotional wounding or um something to that effect and it can really blur the line and, and teach us when and, and when not to be safe and more often than that we're finding that men are not becoming vulnerable mm-hmm. they are falling into toxic some toxic traits yeah but it's really this interesting blind dichotomy right right now so right sure. because you know we've got um kind of this idea that oh if we're just more vulnerable then we are you know we're safe we're, we're doing safe. the work yeah yeah
0: yeah well vulnerability is such a like you can use it in any aspect of your life. We were we were vulnerable when we put ourselves out there for competition, knowing that we are fighting another man similar stature, similar um beliefs, similar, yeah. you know, you're like, okay, you're doing jiu- I'm talking jiu-jitsu, you're talking jiu-jitsu. We're the same size. We're going to meet, see who's more um who's jiu is better. Yeah. So we put ourselves out there, that's vulnerability. Absolutely. The fact that we have an audience Mm -hmm. watching. Yeah. Vulnerability. Yeah. The fact that we have a crowd and outside of that family, friends. And because you and I, we put ourselves out there on the podcast, we put ourselves out there in social media and we are in our own mind celebrities, right? (laughs) That's being vulnerable. You put yourself out there because you're thinking, well, what is this person thinking? What is, what's going to happen? How am I going to defend this? How am I going to defend that? If you break that down to a young man who is coming into his own and he doesn't understand that it's okay in certain aspects to be vulnerable and Mm -hmm. then, okay, let's address those emotions. Let's figure out those emotions and let's, let's handle those emotions, right? That young man is not going to put himself out there very often. Mm -mm. And in, in this society, in the way that we're going now, they are told to be very scared of what they put out there and how they portray themselves right if you portray yourself as too much of an aggressive i'm david goggins i get up every yeah. morning body body blah, blah, blah then people tease you mm-hmm. man if you if you portray yourself in what what society wants to see a very subservient man then you're also teased about the fact that you're like you have different qualities that are not manly
1: mm-hmm. so how do you how do you navigate being vulnerable right how yeah. Navigate it. Well, I mean, I think, I think it comes down to knowing it, it, it's about knowing you have some, this is to steal a line from Jordan Peterson, some competence. Sure. Have some competence in this world. Right. Uh, we allowed ourselves to be vulnerable because we both have competence in the the levels that we are, we are competing at. Right. I know that my jujitsu is as good as, as those other, um, you know, white belts. If we trained in the same academy, you know, we would probably have opportunities where we are learning from each other and tapping sure. each other back and forth with the, 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 the guys that we're competing again, against. And that's why we go compete, right? So we can take that competence to the next level.
0: And life is a competition.
1: 100%. It, it is, right? There's Don't always going to be a man that's going to challenge you or, or take what you have because he can. And when do you
0: decide that, okay, now going to hide the vulnerability Right, and now I need to be a little bit more assertive. Right, assertive, and look you in your eyes, look at you in your in your eyes, and be like, "I'm not, I'm not that guy." I think I'm not, I'm not, I'm not vulnerable to the point where you can uh, can handle me that way.
1: Right, and I think it's it speaks to the truth of men needing other men to to be. And I mean, you look at the the you go back to the stories from Crazy Horse and. Um, some of the other stories we reviewed earlier on other yeah. podcasts, and you see these men had war tribes, right? Sure. They had war councils, and they probably at certain times expressed some level of vulnerability. Should we attack this person? Yeah. Do we have the numbers? What are the consequences of the attack, yeah. right? And so in a tighter circle, in a, in a safety circle, they are able to, to share and have these kind of conversations. And sure. we don't necessarily have that anymore in kind of the concept of the stoic man. The stoic sure. man is supposed to be, you know, living in a cabin in the woods, <laughs> right? Like yeah. he doesn't really, he doesn't really, you don't need help. he doesn't need help. And that's, and that is the man up, right? Yeah. That's the man up. That's the cowboy up. That's, you know. Um, and
0: there are moments in your life as a young man or as a man where you need to, to have some very masculine qualities mm-hmm. that in that moment you have to make a decision to stand up for yourself, to, to look at those vulnerabilities Mm -hmm. and be like, okay, I've addressed them. I've looked at them. I know what they are. And still I'm okay. I'm okay with who I am. Yeah. I'm good with who I am. And and I went out there, I showed who I was. Um, We went out there in the competition and we, we showed that our level of jujitsu is right there on par Mm -hmm. with people maybe our level of competition or, you know, fitness or mind different, but, um, we definitely went out there and we're like, we're going to challenge ourselves every day to be better men, but not society's version of men. Yes. We're going to have a blend of, of we believe in a higher power we do we believe in a higher power
1: and i'm just gonna real briefly pause you there and apologize for the extra background noise in the studio tonight it's 900 degrees (laughs) and there's no air conditioning in this hundred year old house up here so uh, we got the windows open we're getting a little background that was somebody
0: out there showing their vulnerability yeah 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 now we we we, uh we, we have to um we have to be able to show A blend of of what 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 a masculine man looks like because for our younger listeners what we're trying to develop is it's okay to have these like scary scary thoughts it's okay to have these vulnerabilities it's okay to every once in a while show your show your emotions in the right circle
1: yes And and to build a group to build a group where you can share safely yep whether that's in your, your sport team of choice, whether that's getting on, uh, you know, the jujitsu mats or, or something to that effect, get, um, you know, b- build that group, build it. Yeah. The dichotomy changes when we introduce intimate relationships, I think. Sure. Um, I'm going to read another, another quote from from Connor Buston's book men's work just because he, he lines it up pretty well. He's, and he says, when a woman says that she wants you to open up or be more vulnerable, what she is saying is that she wants you to know uh, that w- that you are aware of your own internal experience and capable of regulating your emotional states. She wants to be able to validate that you are in some way dealing with the stress, the pressure, the chaos, the job, the finances, the kids, whatever is taking place, or you may have on your plate. Yeah. So. So she wants you to open up. And, and I think in your intimate relationships, when they reach a certain level that you will be completely vulnerable with, with that person, as sure. you suss out, as you go and kind of go through the courtship process, the sure. dating process, that vulnerability should open up a little bit more and a little bit more, but ultimately at the end of the day, she's looking for you to have the self leadership leader. Yep. And, and so you go to the, you go to the question and that we sometimes often, when we hear the vulnerabilities of our partner from a female perspective, she may be coming to you and saying, blah, 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 blah. You know, I'm having this and this going on. And our instinct is to say, let's fix it. But really we need to hold space and say, do you want me to fix it? Or do you just want to vent? Sure. And because nine times out of 10, you know, your partner is going to be there to help you fix it. Sure. But she wants to know you have the self-leadership, the 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 cojones, the whatever, sure. to to go out and, and self-lead and that you're addressing these things. Yeah. Um but you're not scared to to share with her Agreed. and to open up and and to to um truly connect. Cause I believe when you you know you shed that 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 skeleton, you are, you are opening yourself up for a deeper, more intimate connection with sure. your partner.
0: Misty and I go through this a lot um, in my own personal relationship. Um, I'm not the best at showing emotions. I'm not the best at talking. I'm not the best at. I I can listen, but I in, in in our story, in my story, I'm a hero. Yeah, right. I'm the hero. I'm I'm the I'm the savior. I'm the guy that can fix it. I'm mm-hmm. the guy that like okay, this is the problem. Let's fix it. But I'm not the best at like telling her when I'm, when something is wrong with me, like, let's say something triggers me. A big one would be my dad when things are going on with my dad, or let's say I haven't talked to my dad in a little while. And I hear my brothers and sisters talking about, they mm-hmm. tell their stories about hanging out with my dad. And next thing I know, I'm I'm kind of grumpy and Misty's like, is everything okay? Yeah. And I'm like, yep. Yeah. Everything's okay. Why? Because I don't want to show my emotions. I don't want to be vulnerable. What we've worked on is she'll say, is something going on that bothered you? Did you, did you have emotion? Did you have a situation that bothered you? Now I know that I don't have to put up a guard because I can say, yes, this bothered me. And this is what bothered me. And I will tell her what, what happened. And it could be six seven months it could be a year prior to this i mean i could hold on to i'm really good at holding on to my emotions mm-hmm. for a while not that not that i not that it, it just everyone so it's like a boiling pot like i keep it under wraps keep it under wraps comes up keeps it and, and it could be a little while back that, that that this happened she'll we'll talk about it she'll help me um process the information about like why i'm feeling the way that i'm feeling about my dad and then I'm able to move on and find some solace in the fact that like I was, I I got through those emotions.
1: Yeah. So you need, you need the opportunity to, to share, to share and to perhaps even get some of some, some good reflection back. So you can get out from behind your own eyes out from behind your own mind. Right. And, and, um, and, and solve the problem on your own and so going back inside and addressing okay what is this really raising in me now that i've been able to just kind of share it and think about it and my partner has held space and perhaps yeah. done some good reflective questioning back to me i can go back and i can handle it and it will change the next time for sure you ad- address that whereas i believe one of my toxic traits perf. Previous, in a previous life, in a previous version of Tyler, <laughs> was definitely the fixer, right? Sure. I grew up with a mom whom I felt like I needed to um, oftentimes fix. Sure. She was constantly uh, in a state where I felt like as a man, I needed to man up and, and help fix her. And I, sure. I carried that same principle into my first marriage, right? And I was, rather than asking the question, do you need me to listen to you yeah. so you can vent, or do you need me to offer solutions? I would just go right into, well, let's do this. Why don't you do this? Why don't you do this? Yeah. And I, um, you know, I kind of, uh, you know, I would, I would kill my cute little pet. I think of Chris Farley sure. doing his little <laughs> thing. It's like his little sail and he just, yeah,
0: I just love you so much. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Or of mice and men where Larry's yeah, yeah. petting the rabbits until <laughs> they, he snaps their neck. And, 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 and unfortunately Um, I didn't have the emotional intelligence as to what is my partner's vulnerability triggering, triggering in me and how do I regulate my, um, my nervous system and my emotional intelligence around what I'm hearing.
0: Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like what, and this is just, again, this is for our listeners to understand that like, as, and, and as men, because we're supposed to be stoic and we're because we're supposed to be these giant figures when you have these emotions and when you have these mm-hmm. these things going on, I personally would not share those with everybody because sure. not everybody is cheering for you no not everybody has like Jordan Peter says, you want to share like only share your great stuff with the people that are cheering the right. hardest for you but not everybody is looking, to see those vulnerabilities as a sign of power right some people see them as a sign of weakness oh yeah and so, they will
1: hundred percent exploit them you better
0: and, you, and 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 you better be careful but man if you're not learning as a man to be vulnerable with certain people mm-hmm. then what's happening is you're learning to mask the pseudo self Mm -hmm. and now you're in that fight club who are you are you you tyler or are you the narrator are you the narrator
1: yeah no i it's a it's a hundred percent true and it it comes down to you know your woman wants to see that you have competence right right she's willing to listen she wants to hear you open up to her um and more importantly you know she wants to see that you have the capability to to lead yourself out of out of it out of it um out
0: of the struggles and and while our number like we want battles mm-hmm. we want to fight we as sure. men we want to fight we, we, we want to th- test ourselves we want to test ourselves
1: we want to know the metal that we're made of
0: but we also want to find that mare maiden to yes. save we th- that is a real thing that you are as a young man as a man you are going to find that you have those Emotions of like saving, helping, mm-hmm. being there. This uh, stoic figure, uh, um, Robin Hood. Yeah, or um, the guy from uh, Braveheart. I can't remember. His William, Wallace. William Wallace. William yeah. Wallace.
1: Yeah. yeah. So as we as we recap and we kind of close close down the, the 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 topic of vulnerability for the evening, um, let's let's just talk about like what do we need to do to ensure that we are being the right kind of vulnerable. Yeah. uh men uh, i think the first thing is understand what your possible triggers may be as you open up to that in that open up that to that vulnerability because we're vulnerable to the wrong in the wrong situations the wrong people um we expose we expose those and if you don't address those shadows uh they will come back at, at, like like an addiction right they they'll come back and they'll 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 they will betray you. They will. They'll be there. Uh, boundaries. Boundaries. Um, boundaries.
0: And uh, and we are going to discuss boundaries and how, as men, set up boundaries. But boundaries initially should be to, to create those boundaries and be safe in those boundaries. Absolutely. Because if you are not safe in your boundaries, triggers will happen. Mm-hmm. And you will not realize that it's happening and you are just fighting off. All these advances, fighting right. off all these advances right. because they're triggering setting right. boundaries, boundaries, Set your boundaries. Be safe with them.
1: Be so that is being vulnerable with the right people. Be vulnerable with the right people. And 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 boundaries for me are always going to be bridges that build connection. Sure. And we we'll, we we will do a whole episode sure. on boundaries because they're this is such an important such topic. And to yeah, uh, so you know when we talk about being vulnerable with your intimate partners, you're almost always going to need to do it but at the end of the day you have to show some level of self leadership sure. right ask the question yep. do you want me to provide solutions or do you want me to just listen to you vent yep because i think that's important to to connect um especially as uh you know your vulner- vo- vulner- two vulnerable people can can trigger those those kind of shadows to come up yep. and now you're
0: and now both people are just Vibing off of each other, but Mm. they don't really, they're buzzing. Right. But they don't really know why they're buzzing. And next thing you know, it's kind of a toxic situation. Oh, yeah. When you see those toxic situations, you'll know, you'll understand. When you are trying to save something or someone, Mm -hmm. be very careful of overextending yourself too much to where all you're doing is just being a total hero. Yeah. Man, as a man, you you can't be a hero every day. Right. You're going to be vulnerable some days where your just emotions are your emotional wheel is pointed to the dark side and can't can't save the day. Yeah. And if your your relationships aren't safe, it's going to seem like you're an asshole. Yeah. And people are going to take you as an asshole, right? 100%. That's just not the way it is. We're we're 100%. men.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And sometimes we're, we're off. We're, we're, little, right. we're, we're off. We have emotions. And my second, my last thing would be is if you show some vulnerability and somebody takes advantage of it, be very careful of how you handle it. Right. Don't just react. Don't, don't be that person. That's the, uh, the, the, I I can't think of the name of it, but when you're driving down the road and the road rage person, like and all of a sudden you've, you've exploded and you don't know why you're exploding, but it's because your emotions have gotten the best of you. Don't be that guy. It's like, that's just uh, an explosive device.
1: Right. You know, be careful. Actions are the true language of the brain, right? The brain floods us with thoughts and feelings and all kinds of crazy crazy stuff. But really action is the, is the true language and people's actions will often more often than not, uh, show you exactly who they are. Yeah. Right. They speak louder than words for a reason. They do.
0: Yeah. Um, we, uh, we love you guys. Um, we're, we're super appreciative of you listening to us. We went live, like Tyler talked about at the very beginning, Mm -hmm. we're going to do a little bit more live because we liked that, uh, that little, that little platform. It was kind of cool.
1: Yeah. Super inspired by another group out there doing it. And, uh, I thought it was just a great way to connect. And, uh, if you're not following us on social media, Danny, how do they find you?
0: compassionate underscore gentleman and uh, I'm on Instagram Facebook um if you you know me you guys want to come to Park City jiu-jitsu uh find me ask for Danny yeah you're more than welcome to how about you yeah
1: Danny? same thing lost Boy Scouts we got our website we're currently in the middle of revamping it uh, we're opening up some new spots to do some one-on-one training okay. uh, we've got our point of origin course that is getting built as we speak cool uh, it's this is going to be a 12 month intensive Program that includes twelve live coaching sessions. Uh, it includes uh, a, a reading list. Uh, you know, if you are exiting a a major faith or going through a faith crisis or a relationship change, it's going to be geared towards finding yourself and rebuilding your container. Yeah. I'm super excited to be launching it um, here on our website. And then, of course, same thing. Um, I'm traveling the rest of this month, but I will usually be able to be found in the gym. I've got some uh, I got some studying to do for my tests.
0: Yeah, so for sure, it's coming up. I am excited for that. Yeah, Open Max, come check us out. Yep. Um, Sundays, eleven o'clock. Um, yeah, come and hang out with us. Like, uh, give us some input. Let us know what you uh, let you let us know what you want. If you're looking for um, a group of men, if you're looking for something to to, if you're just looking for anything that that you need in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, reach out to us reach yeah. out to us we will we'll, we'll answer questions um we may not have all of the answers but we can always help you find
1: more questions yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah. and uh we'll catch you in august Kay. cheers everybody workshop back